Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's live. Um, my name is Latasha Martin, and I'll be on in just a moment. Everybody, this is your girl Latasha Martin, and I am on with the motivational moment. And you can see today we're not using the green screen. We've got great lighting that I guess only I can appreciate. So if you are just joining for the first time and you've never heard me, I'd love to hear your name and where you're from. Put that over in the comments section, and I would appreciate that. Welcome to my podcast listeners. Uh, I wanted to say thank you to you for joining today. And I want to jump into this word today. It's called they say the they say this is they say this foolish faith. I say nah. <laughs> they say it's foolish faith. Faith. I say nah. So if you want to go ahead and tag a friend, invite someone into the Connect, Collaborate, Create community, that would be awesome. If you want to tag a friend, because I'm on multiple places on Facebook, that's great. But let me go ahead and open with a word of prayer. Lord, today is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. My heart <clears throat> is so full in gratitude, God, that I pray that my excitement does not have someone miss the point. And the point is that the joy and the peace that I have beyond all understanding is because of my confidence in you, God. My foolish faith to some would be like that sound faith to others. And so today I pray that as I share this message that you are glorified, you are magnified, and you are highlighted louder than any word that I could say. But my prayer and my hope is that people will hear this message and then turn to the word of God for themselves so that they can see how you can speak directly to, to their hearts as well. Because when Jesus came, we no longer needed a broker because he paid the ultimate price. And for that, we are so grateful this morning. And we thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Now, good morning, Juanita. So here's the thing. Uh, for some of you who know my testimony, that's great. For some who do not, I'm going to give you a small glimpse of one of the pieces of how God spoke to me when he had me walk away from my dream job. My dream job was my last job. 
And so the only thing that God gave me were two things. Well, three, really. He said, I want you to obey me and I do not want you to hustle. That's it. He said, I want you to obey me and I do not want you to hustle. And when I tell you that God was clear to me, because then he also gave me a personal mission statement where I wrote these things out, where I'm blessed to be a blessing and that I'm going to be able to serve, teach, speak and give um, abundantly. And then he would take care of me. And I was so excited when God gave me this strategy and then he gave me these words of encouragement. But I do want to tell you that the responses from people when I started to share, you know, that I was leaving my job and that the only thing that God gave me was that I was to obey him and to not hustle. I got a little resistance. Now, now this is, this is the key. The resistance that I received was not necessarily from the non-believers. It was more from the believers because some said that that was foolish, foolish faith. Now, those words don't even go together because foolish is someone that's stupid or crazy, whatever. That's a negative word. And, and what God was showing me is that, no, 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 Latasha. No, no, no. It's not foolish faith. You're going to say nah to that, like literally nah. So I started to stop telling people and I started to go on this journey because not only did he tell me not to hustle and to obey him, he also gave me scripture that backed this up. So when I left my last job, I didn't do it foolishly like I did in 2002. I hired a Christian coach to help me work through a few things. I was praying to God. I was talking to my husband and I was just trying to actually, and let me just tell you, when it got close to me telling my employer, I really had started going into negotiation and God showed me in his word that no, you're going to be like Elisha. You're going to burn the plow. You're going to eat the meat. You're going to walk away and you're going to trust me. Trust me. And again, to some, it sounds like foolish faith. To me, I say now, nah. So Latasha, why are you sharing this with me today? Like, why are you sharing this message with us today? And let me tell you why. Because last week I did something I hadn't done in a long time. I started to write some goals down. And then this week I wrote some goals down. To change my mindset on some situations that I'm currently walking through. And one of those things, some things that's a little purpose and his vision for your life. This is what I heard someone say this morning on an interview. I thought it was great when I was doing research. It said visions are for the people who can see them. Behaving like we believe we need to have unwavering faith in the confidence of Christ. But the only way we can do that is we need to saturate ourselves with his word. We have to be very, very disciplined in what we say out of our mouths and what we take into any type of part of our body that's a sensor. So we have to be careful about what we watch. We have to be careful about what we listen to. We have to be careful about what we watch. We have to be careful about what we listen to. Why do we need to do these things? Because God created us in a very special way. And if we don't hear and see repeatedly what we read in the word of God, it is difficult. It could be difficult for us to press towards the mark. So now the two scriptures, something just crazy happened with my technology. Not really sure what happened. It's like it went out 
and then it came back. So I hope you're here with me. If you are, give me a, a uh-huh and a comment section. That would be great. But the two passages this morning that I wanted to share with you on how disciplined you need to be when some people might be challenging your faith and saying that it's foolish so that you can have the confidence to say, nah, nah, that's not my God. The first one is, is you need to make sure that you're disciplined with your mouth. And so the scripture that he gave me for that comes out of Psalm 19, the 14th verse. This is what it says. It says, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Let me read that again. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock, my redeemer, and my redeemer. And so when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about how it's so important to use our words wisely. Thanks so much to let me know, Adeline, that you made it back. And you too, Juanita. It's so important for us to be managers of our mouth. But the way that we need to be managers of our mouth is we need to make sure that we're saying things that the word of God says. So for example, when I was in a transformation, the Holy Spirit told me to go into Target and buy t-shirts. And when I bought these t-shirts, I wrote on them, you know, different scriptures. This one that I have on today says, I am enough, Jeremiah 1 and 5. And so I had to like surround myself and bombard myself so that I could say the words because they're the words that are most present around me. And so if you are in a place where you're like, I'm, I'm trying to hear from you, God, right now, I, I really am. You got to ask yourself, are the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart? Because it's from your heart that the mouth speaks. If they're not in alignment with what the word of God says, then you may not be living the life that you desire or that God desires for you where he's glorified because you're not managing your mouth. And the reason you may not be managing your mouth is because you're you're stimulating the wrong senses with the wrong stuff. So instead of looking in the mirror where you have a reminder of I am enough, God, I know that I am enough for your purpose and your plan for my life. You could be looking in the mirror feeling like whatever the reflection, the imposter syndrome, the negative thought says about you because you forget to say, what does the word of God say about you? What's the word of God saying about you? And then the second thing is when you're using your words, this is a scripture that I know a lot will use and I've used it, but I think sometimes we need to back it up. You know how I'll say that sometimes don't jump in the text based on the common verse that you might hear, go into the text and, and read it so that it's in the fullness of what God means by it. And the second one is Proverbs 18 and 20. Now, the one that you'll hear often said, the, the tongue has the power of life and death. But if you back it up to the 20th verse, it says, from the fruit of his mouth, a man's stomach is filled. With the harvest of his lips, he is satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So what does that mean? It means that you need to say some things that are different when you're speaking to situations in your life. So for example, yesterday I came back on live and I'm gonna be on live a lot today and actually for until I don't even know how long, but yesterday I was taking a walk and I was sharing an example of walking up a hill. Now, when I used to walk up the hill, I was focusing on my fear of heights. 
I had to transform my mind and say, no, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let me press on, press on, press on. And I remember last week walking over that hill and I started to be thankful and go into a place of gratitude and into a place of worship. And I was just thanking God. And I was like, I am more than a conqueror, God. I am more than a conqueror because I know you go before me. And I had to speak to that situation. The word of God says you need faith of a mustard seed to speak to a mountain and it will move from here to there. And that mountain can be whatever problem situations that you're facing right now. You need to speak to these things how God declares that you speak to these things. You can't speak to them in a way of timid, being all timid and shy. Why? Because you're not even speaking your words. You're speaking God's words to your situations. You're speaking God's words to these situations. And so when it says here, from the fruit of his mouth, a man's stomach is filled and from the harvest, his lips are is satisfied. It says the tongue has the power of life and death. You better speak life into your life. When there is a situation and an obstacle that you're facing, you better say that, you know what? I know that I am not alone. I'm going to have unwavering faith because if God gave me this vision, that means that this could be connected to his purpose for my life. And if, if it's connected to his purpose for my life, then I need to know that no matter what resources I don't think I have, he is my Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider. So when we use this topic today and we say, they say it's foolish faith. I declared last week that I want to be drunk in love for Jesus like I used to be. I used to say some things that were so radical and I, I had to stop sharing my thoughts because people really will look at me side-eyed until God would deliver on the declaration of the words. Even when I started in this business, I had to have what the world might've looked at as foolish faith, but it was the confidence in Christ that I had to rock that thing out. Because I had to say to myself, God, if you told me like Elisha to burn the plow and to eat the meat, and he was a prophet, then I got to speak these words and declare them, not on my strength, because I know your word cannot return void. Somebody has to hear this word today. I see Juanita here saying, this word is, this is helping her. I hope that the word of God helps you. I hope that the word of God helps you because what I know is that he can use anything. Like I was saying to this young lady, she asked a question on Facebook. She said, what would you tell yourself in your twenties? You know what I said? I said, I would be present in all situations so that I could experience that a moment fully so that I could either rejoice in the blessing or learn the lesson once. How many times do we have to keep hitting our heads? learning the same situation over and over and over and over. And we keep falling for the okie doke. We can't do that. That's when it looks like we're double-minded. That's when it looks like we have wavering faith. 
We need to have unwavering faith. We have to trust and believe that we believe the whole word of God is true. Every single word is true. Because if we believe that, we can receive that I am enough for his assignment for my life. And when somebody says, girl, your faith is foolish. When they say, boy, what you thinking? Say, it might be foolish to you, but the word of God says, stop giving your opinions on your situations. Start quoting the scriptures that you've memorized and you put in your heart so that you're ready for it. When somebody comes at you with something that is foolish and want to challenge, you're foolish. But God also tells us not to argue with fools. <laughs> so we don't always have to debate and describe and ask permission for what God is calling us to do. Now, let me put my disclaimer in like I always try to do when it comes to these radical statements that I make in the morning. There is an order to everything that God is doing with our lives also. There is a season, I think it's in Ecclesiastes, there is a season for everything. And so one of the reasons that it's important right now for you to be focused in on what God is saying to you is because your season might be the season of learning that could be painful and feel like a struggle right now. And that's the season he needs you to fully experience. And so if somebody comes to you and says something that does not line up to the season and what God is speaking to you at that point, then it would be foolish for you to listen and divert, divert from where his plan is for you because you're listening to every single thing that's coming at you. That's that wavering faith. That's not that solid, you know, that solid faith that's, you know, planted by a tree planted by the water. Like it's on a solid, it's like a solid foundation. Because if you're not clear what God is saying to you, then anything that somebody says to you will sound good. Especially when you're seeking answers that you want versus learning the lessons that he's trying to prepare you for. You see the word of God, you might be in the season of chastening. We're getting spiritual spankings right now because you're not being obedient. Maybe you're believing too small for the blessings that God has. Maybe you're believing too big for the season where he has you. But when you stay locked and set to his purpose and you seek ye first the kingdom of God for yourself, then you will know how to respond and react to others. You'll know how to have the wisdom of the shut up mouth so that they can see your faith instead of just hearing about it. Come on, somebody. Have you ever, ever been around people that talk stuff and they like don't line up to everything they talking about? <laughs> they can't walk it like they talk it. Don't be that way. Maybe this is your season of hush your mouth. And if this is the season of hush your mouth. And people keep challenging your faith. Oh, you just stupid. Why would you believe that? How could a God do? Why would a God do? How come God does? We don't need to debate what they believe about the character of Christ that we've already believed in what God says for us. That's how you get confused, having too many conversations with people who don't know the word or manipulate truth to manipulate you. Because if you don't know the word, they could change one word and it could just change the whole context of a passage. And if you don't know it for yourself, you could fall for that. And even if you don't know the gospel that well, what I love about the Holy Spirit is it will let you know something that they're saying just don't line up with your life. 
Now, sometimes it could be bringing out blind spots, but then you can ask God for ongoing confirmation because he knows you and he knows what it would take for you to get the message. And that's what I love about God. I love about him. So I want to leave you guys with that first scripture one more time so that you can remember this before you open your mouth today and respond and react to any situation. And that's going back to Psalm 1914. And you think about, before I say this word out my mouth, would this word that's coming out my mouth and the things that I'm dwelling on be pleasing in God's sight? If it wouldn't be, then you need to be quiet because that's when your faith looks foolish. But when you have the confidence to say, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer, then you can start declaring some bold stuff. Some stuff you just need to say to yourself. Yesterday, I got an unexpected, I'm going to say mini miracle. And when that email came in, I began to weep in gratitude. And it's too soon to share the testimony. But I was like, God, is this how it works? Habakkuk 2.2, you write the vision, make it plain, and then you believe and behave like you believe and you stop worrying about what you wrote down. You just believe it to come true. He said, greater is, we will do greater things. We can do greater things if we trust God and have the confidence of what his word says. And let me just tell you one last thing. I keep saying one last thing, but these things are so important to me. If you are a babe in Christ or a babe to the Bible, how about that? Maybe you're not a babe to Christ, but you're a babe to the Bible. I know it's really important that we don't take scriptures out of context, but I don't want you to think that you can't hear from God, even when you're reading it and you're understanding it one way. That's why we have commentaries and different translations so we can get a greater understanding. But I don't want you to be deceived when somebody makes you feel like you want to shrink. Let me just be clear. I almost didn't even come live this week because I was listening to someone, a, a scripture, a preacher that was preaching. And I'm like, Dad, like I didn't go to nobody's Bible college. Am I, am I, am I saying things the wrong way? And then this is what God had to say. What you say when the, when the motivation of your heart is to love me, then some might think you're foolish, but some might think you're faithful. And if you have the confidence to come out here and speak this word the way that I'm giving it to you, then I will reprimand you if you say it wrong. I believe that God is so powerful that even if I said the wrong word that I thought I said out my mouth, you would hear it differently if this word was for you. Somebody even needs to know that that's how powerful God is. Be encouraged today. We do not have foolish faith. We have confidence in Christ. And when someone says your faith is foolish, you literally can either say, nah, or you can just look at them. And don't give any emotion at all. And know that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And, and stop feeling like you need to explain every decision and choice that you make. 
I was telling somebody, you know, because people, I will talk about brand confusion all the time. And I said, I'm at the point right now where I'm at complete surrender. I'm going to be going on talking about whatever I feel like on live. If you don't want to hear me, you have the power of the click and click me off. You have the power of the block unfollow, unfriend me. And that's okay. Because I want to be drunk in love for Jesus, using every piece of who I am to serve, teach, give in the way that God is showing me in the moment. And if at one moment it means that I'm telling you about lights and the next moment I'm telling you about God and the next morning I'm telling you about careers and the next moment I'm trying to facilitate a virtual production, it is what it is. I'm gonna stop trying to explain what I'm doing. <laughs> Cause God showed me yesterday, it might look foolish to the world, but trust me, baby girl, I got you on the back for just being obedient to show up, to not hustle and do what I'm calling you to do because you're enough for your assignment. You are enough for your assignment. Be encouraged today. Study your word to show yourself approved. When I say that we don't want to be foolish and use scripture to manipulate, not a context, but you study it. And then if God asks you to share it, you share it. He'll help you in that moment. Even if that means somebody come behind you and say, girl, listen, when you said that scripture, you said this word that way. And I could say, thank you. The next time I know to say it right. I remember there was a word I used to say, and I was on a webinar and a lady came back after and said, Latasha, you're saying that word wrong. I said, oh, thank you. I don't want to look like a fool out there saying a word the wrong way. And I remembered that word and I said it correctly. And I said, thank you. Nobody's perfect. The only perfecter of the word of God is God and Jesus. Nobody is that. I don't care how many letters they have behind their name. Don't let somebody let you shrink from your purpose. And ask God for that wisdom so that you can speak and pour into the people that he's calling you to pour and speak into. Not foolishly but faithfully trusting that in your weakness, he's made strong and check your motivation. If your motivation is from a pure place, God won't leave you and forsake you. He will not have you out there looking like a fool. He won't. Or some people might say it's a fool because I'll tell you what, going back to that testimony, when I told people I left my job and he told me, don't hustle and obey me. And then the rain started coming. He was making it rain on it and continues to make it rain on it. I then have a testimony for the believer and the non-believer to say, my God is good. Even in my foolishness, he protects me. It might look foolish to you, but it's good and pleasing to him because I am enough. Be encouraged today. Somebody just needs to be encouraged today. God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much for your consistency. We thank you so much for your ability to just be there in spite of us. We thank you for never giving up when we give up. We thank you for the resources and the people that you come to connect with us and to be that safety net of security to help us understand with us saying the word. Dear God, I thank you for clarity and discernment. So that when people say something to manipulate us and they say it's from the word, I pray that you give us enough wisdom that in James, you said, if we need wisdom, if we lack it, we need to ask for it. And so that you can show us in the word, what does your word say? What does it mean? What is the context? Who are you speaking to? How are you speaking to us? Dear God, I thank you for this clarity today. 
Dear God, I thank you for the confidence in you today. Dear God, I thank you for the wise counsel that can come next to me and give me feedback and to pour into my life so that I can be a better version of who you called me to be because I know they love you, they know you, and they love me too. Dear God, I'm thankful to put pride on the shelf and to be open and humble to do the work that you called us to do. Dear Lord, I pray that people do not shrink on the visions that you're giving them, that they know that greater are they that are in you than are in the world, no matter what it might look like right now. I pray that they are encouraged and reminded of your promises and reminded that we are enough and that we don't have foolish faith. And when people challenge it, we have the confidence to just simply say, nah. Thank you, God. We thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Have an amazing day, everybody. Love y'all so much. I'll see y'all again, maybe on the walk this morning. Not sure. I got a lot of stuff I got to prepare for. I got to do a presentation, a formal presentation <laughs> that I got to get ready for this morning. And then this afternoon, um, I will be in the uh, teachers, tutors, and technology group um, doing this Q&A. It's going to be posted in other areas as well. But I encourage you to invite people there and let them know that it is tutors, technology and tutors, teachers and technology. Listen, don't let my son be the only person who's benefiting from this. He already got two clients. How about that? Using the same things that we'll be talking about over in that group that can help you, whether you are a teacher because by profession or you are a teacher because you've been voluntold or you are a friend, friend, family member, or somebody that can help somebody out. Know that you are blessed to be a blessing. We want to use our gifts and skills to do kingdom building, both in ministry, and ministry is more than just quoting scripture. It's living it, y'all. Have a great day. Love you. Bye-bye.